This is Cinema Activist, the official podcast of Lion's Den Productions, for filmmakers and cinephiles who crave context. My guest today is his actress, an amazing human being, Monica White. How are you doing, Monica? I'm great. I'm so glad to be talking to you. Thank Monica. you for having me. Oh, thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for working around my, my uh, parenting schedule because I'm not great... just an actor. <laughs> you are also I'm like a, a real life human. <laughs> yeah. But these are like good excuses for me to, um, you know, get in touch with with the old unearthed family. Oh yeah. And reminisce, yeah. and learn more about you and each other, and and see where where the conversation goes. So thanks I for love, your time. Well, you're so welcome. Thank you for being interested. I I love our unearthed family. I love keeping up with everybody on social media. And Mark Lucas sent me an email the other day. He had. Um, He'd seen the center. I guess if people are binging the center right now, yes, it's and I still did an episode of season two. I gotta see it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he emailed to say he had seen it, and he was like, "Oh, you're so good." And I thought, "Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you, Mark Lucas, who is also very talented." Um, so that was sweet. But he's an, a peach of a guy. A peach of a guy. And he sure um, is. But the whole, the whole, the whole Unearth family was a great, great group of people. We were very spoiled with the cast. Um, you know, oh, it yeah. was one of those like, you know, when it's an ensemble and you have such a low budget, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it does as a, I guess, you know, writer, director, you get a little nervous about, oh man, where's the weak spots going to be and yeah, stuff. I can, and, yeah. and it wasn't that like at all, like there were no cast um problems which was like wow like yeah what are the and chances even as, <laughs> even as you say that and i'm going yeah that's absolutely right like and seriously like there really weren't any. like we're not just saying that to make it sound like it was a really close-knit group like it really weren't none. <laughs> yeah the cast uh like when i talked to adrian i was i was like the cast wasn't a problem there was no problems with the cast it, no there were some other places cast. that there was a problem but not the cast, not the cast at it was all. Great. Yes. <laughs> so, um, all right. We be let's... doing. We <laughs> <laughs> be talking to crew members. I will talk to some crew members. For, I will talk to as many crew members as I can, and absolutely most crew members I would love love to have on here and talk with. There's a couple ones that no, I, I think I. Um, yeah, the past, leave that in the past. Leave that in the past. We we won't we won't go down that memory. Lane. We wish everyone well. That's right. Wish everyone the best. Absolutely, the film speaks for itself. Yes, it does. So let's take a little trip down memory memory lane of Monica. Where are you from, Monica? Where are um, you, Harold? What you what you say? Where are you? Yeah, where are you from originally? I'm from Columbia, South Carolina, and then um, my husband and I moved to New York uh, in June of 2010. So I've been in New York, you know, going on 11 years. Wow, and, that's pretty um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. We really like it here a lot. He's a playwright, and um, and I don't know. It just seemed like this should be the, this would be the place to be so we we packed up and, and moved shortly after we got married um i got married later in life and um <laughs> it was well worth the wait and um yeah uh so i'm originally from south carolina which is why you, you hear it a, little a, bit. a lot of the time i can get rid of it Yo, I yeah i can make definitely. it go away yeah you got but, skills um, <laughs> I got mad skills. I paid for those skills. <laughs> what, what kind of a, um, you know, were you from a city? Were you from a small town? Like what, what kind of a oh, upbringing yeah. did you have? So, so Columbia, Columbia is, um, 
uh, I would say it's a mid-sized city. It's University City. University of South Carolina is there. And um, a lot of the town, a lot of the city revolves around the university. Like every, we just went back for Easter to visit family because everybody's vaccinated now. Mm -hmm. um, Good. And it was just sort of surprising how, how much the city has grown and, and how much of that growth revolves around the university. Um, you know, new giant block-sized buildings, like a city block that's wow. a new building. And that used to be where, you know, somebody went to high school. Um, so, but, but yeah, I grew up in Columbia and my parents grew up there. They actually, I went to the same high school they went to. Oh, wow, um, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> when you were going to school there, were they like, oh yeah, I taught your parents. <laughs> um, or did, nobody was, anybody... was around okay. still, but my English teacher taught my uncle. So all my aunts and my uncle went there too. Um, my English teacher taught my uncle. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and, and she's dead, but she was a great teacher. Carolyn McClendon, if anybody's watching from Cardinal <laughs> High School, she was the best English teacher ever. Um, what were your yeah. some of your favorite classes or activities growing up? What well, it was a Catholic high school. And so, oh, okay. you know, you had to take religion. Okay. And I just remember like having to watch all these, you know, abortion is murder films oh, wow. and that kind of stuff. So, so some uh, light brainwashing going yeah, on. Yeah, a little there. bit of light brainwashing. <laughs> um, uh, but, Did that uh, yeah, make you rebel against it? Oh, or were sure. You, oh, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, we would get, I, we, I remember we had an assignment where we had to um, argue pro, you know, pro-life or pro-choice. And there were lots of people who were really bummed out that they got assigned pro-choice. And I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, so that kind of thing. But, you know, there's a lot of rebellion at a Catholic school in general. Mm -hmm. um i started the school drama club with a with a friend of mine you started they, they, it well, yeah i guess maybe i'm sure there must have been one at some point Ooh. but there was not one for a long time until my friend and i started it um so what do you mean good. okay you did the air quotes what do you mean well, no, started? I mean, i'm sure that like in the history of cardinal newman high school there was probably a drama club at some point but there had but when not you were been there one. there was nothing there, there was not one when i was That's there exciting until Jennifer Peluso and I started the drama club and um, because you wanted it, to act. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. My dad, um, my dad was uh, his second wife. My, my former stepmother um, did a lot of community theater and my dad stage managed a lot. So when I would go and visit him, I would hang wow. out backstage at the plays and, you know, in Florence, South Carolina, um, which is probably about, it's probably smaller than Erie. Um, Erie's pretty small. It, it Florence is real small. Okay. But, you know, I just thought, oh, this is the life. This is the best. And so then when it came time to go to college, I went to college a very long time ago when you sign up for classes in person. And uh, <laughs> I and, did that uh, too. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> now you can do it on your phone. Right. Um, but I just remember going and, and it was like the summer before my freshman year and I went for this orientation and they asked, they, you know, we had to go into this student center and they would come out and say, okay, who's a history major? We can come and do your schedule now. And I didn't know what I was going to major in. I was like, yeah. eh, no, I don't want to do history. And then they would say, you know, biology. And I thought, no, that's not me. And um, they said education. And I, I thought, huh, maybe I'll do. And then they said, uh, theater, theater, and I went. Oh, that's my jam. I'm gonna do. So, I'm so gonna you do. almost, you almost went into education. Yeah, the irony is that I that I just <laughs> in, in almost finished with a graduate degree in education. So oh, wow. I ultimately no still did that too. <laughs> no shit. Okay. Wow. It's a whole other. It's a whole other thing. I'm still very much an actor, but um, that's also like a job I can do that. <laughs> It doesn't take a lot of, uh, that I like, that I'm good at, that is a lot of fun. That doesn't take a lot of time because my degree is uh, in early childhood ed. Oh, so yeah. those days are really short and that's by design. So I didn't study. Smart. <laughs> I didn't study like anything <laughs> that takes a long time. 
out of your day. I, I was like, what's the shortest day that I could have and still have a job? So. <laughs> you had a plan. You had you had this figured out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went for computer science, which was a, a struggle. Uh, a struggle. And math was a, a, a real bear. And uh, yeah, I should have been smarter like you and <laughs> went for something. Well, no, no, I studied theater and I got a and I got a ma an MFA in acting. And now I'm just now at the ripe old age of finishing up a another master's in early childhood ed. Damn, oh, no. you were ambitious. I wasted, I wasted, not wasted, I spent a lot of time and energy and money learning the magical art of theater. Yeah. And now, now I'm spending lots of time, energy, and money learning the magical art of early childhood education. So I'm really focused on those things that are really, really lucrative and um, incredibly easy to find jobs. In. Is there high sarcasm paying. there? Is there some sarcasm yeah. I'm sensing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super high paying jobs. But you love it, obviously. I do love it. I like both yeah. those things very much. Okay, so you go to school for theater, mm -hmm. and you jump right into the MFA after, after that? You know, oh, God, this is such a long, a little, how long is this podcast? I um, don't know. No, so I went to the College of Charleston in Charleston, South Carolina, initially, okay. which is a beautiful, beautiful town. And at the time, and I'm sure still, was a lot of fun. And a lot of fun for somebody away from home for the very first time. Yeah, and a Catholic schoolgirl to boot. Woohoo! And uh, <laughs> time, time to cut loose a little bit. Yeah, and class wasn't my thing. <laughs> gotcha. It wasn't my cup of tea, so uh, it took me a long time to finish school. In fact, I stopped going to classes because I was working for a, a touring theater company. Okay. Based out of Charleston. So while you and were I, going to school, you were also touring and working. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like very glamorous. It was like across the Southeast. Like, I think I did a kid's show in Mobile, Alabama, New Year's okay. Eve, like first night Mobile. But I thought I was living the dream. Yeah, you're so working, I thought, you're, trout, you're on the yeah. road oh, acting. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's <laughs> I mean, cool I'm as hell. I'm playing Little Red Riding Hood, but so what? That's cool um, as hell. But I thought, like, why am I going to school to learn how to do this when I'm being paid to do this? Um, so that didn't sit well. That didn't last long. Uh -huh. And then I had to finish school. And so then I realized that I needed to buckle down. And so I moved to Columbia. Back, I moved back home. Okay. Back to Columbia. And um, did I live at home? No, I lived in an apartment. But anyway, okay. so I finished at the University of South Carolina. And then... Because I was finishing all, this is like, nobody cares about what I'm saying, but I'm just going to finish this Everybody story. cares. <laughs> I care. I want to know this stuff. Come on. Because the classes that I still had to take were like the classes that I was putting off, like yeah. any sort of science or math class. Yeah. I'd never really taken any theater classes at the University of South Carolina. So then when I was auditioning for graduate schools and I got into some graduate schools out of state that would have been a good choice. Um they said at USC, they're like, don't you want to come here? We'll give you this much money and you could do this and this and this. That's and pretty said, enticing. Okay. And so I uh, got my MFA from the University of South Carolina, which really was great in a lot of ways. So it was, I had a, yeah. you make some good connections uh, there? One of the things was you could do these internships. And so I did an internship at the Milwaukee Repertory Theater for a season for like a school year. And that nice. was great. And I made a lot of connections there. And then I did another internship with a company called Aquila and they toured um, Shakespeare and Greek plays, but they were really cool. The way that they were staged was really, really cool. And I toured the U S with them for a year um, okay. at the end of my graduate, my graduate school program. So yeah, I did make, I did do some really cool stuff and I made uh I earned my equity card and all that. So that was good. Okay. So yeah. did, were you starting to find out, um, you know, what uh, what types of work that you really wanted to do, um, you, you know, know as you were going through that experience? Were you starting to hone in on something or not quite yet? That's a good question. I think I, I, I thought at the time that I wanted to do regional theater, that I mm -hmm. wanted to be one of these people that 
you know, went around the country and I would do like a season at Milwaukee Rep or I'd go and do a season at the Old Globe in San Diego or I'd go to Cleveland Playhouse or whatever. And um, and then, you know, just life happens, right? And so I, I ended up, um, after that tour with Aquila, I ended up uh, moving to Billings, Montana to, um, to teach at Montana State, at Billings Campus of Montana State. Um, I did that for, I was in Montana for like two years. Okay. I, met somebody on tour and, and, um, and thought, well, this will be a, a fun distraction. Um, gotcha. and it was great. I mean, Montana was great. And then I didn't want to be there anymore. So I moved to Chicago and I was going to do the theater thing in Chicago, which I Love did. Chicago. For, yeah. Okay. Which, which theaters were you at in Chicago? Um, golly, I went, I did something at like a place that was called aspect theater. I did this, um, Oh, I did this immersive thing at this mansion. I, it sounds like, Monica, did you actually do anything? And I did. What's an immersive but, thing? What do you mean immers immersive um, thing for those of so us? So where like the theater happens around you, like the audience is, is um, the audience is right there with you. So like this wow. particular play it was this, oh my goodness, it was this like seven or eight hour long play. And, really? Um, yeah. And it Holy took place. Shit. Now I that can't even remember intense. that. But, I wish I'd remembered the name of it and who wrote it. It's a very famous playwright from a long, long time ago. And now I'm drawing a blank. Um, but it was in this house and the audience. So it took place in a house and the audience followed the actors from room to room. Okay. And those different scenes took place in different rooms. Mm -hmm. So that was there's, really cool. There's something I've read about that was, I don't know if it was the same one, but it was like there was a woman that was murdered or something like that. And then it was like the witnesses in the neighborhood and, and it oh, went cool. from room to room. And yeah, it sounds like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, a neat, it's a neat. Yeah, it's a cool idea. So I did something like that, but that was in fall of 2001. And so that was like 9 11. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It just, it, it just made me realize like, okay, I've been away from my family, like literally on the other side of the country from my family for a long time. And um, I just was kind of homesick. So I, I went back to South Carolina and I got a job teaching middle school theater, Okay, which, which was really great. So best and, of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I got involved in a theater company in Columbia called Trust Us Theater. So um, it's a professional theater company. I mean, they would have a few equity contracts and then everybody got paid. And so, which was, very different from doing like community theaters. Uh -huh, right. um, so I did that for several years and that's where I met my husband. And um, uh, then I went, then I taught high school and then we got married and then I moved here. Wow. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you and your husband, and I, I know the answer to this, but have you and your husband collaborated um, on, on some projects? Yeah, in fact, we have. How do, how um, does that go? How how does it how is how does it work being um, in a relationship with a with a writer? As a how does it work being in the relationship? With <laughs> <laughs> how does it, um, it work for you? Like, is it is it cool? Do you each yeah. like bounce ideas off of each other? Do you like act out some of his work? And okay. Does he no, look at your so scripts? Do, you know, do you? He just, yeah, he just. I just had not. I just had to do a self tape for um, and, and a role on a TV show, uh -huh. and he just read with me a little while ago. Nice. So, and sometimes, like sometimes, I get it in my head, like, okay, I don't want your feedback. I don't want to hear any. I don't want to hear any ideas from you. I just want you just to read these words and just stand right there and just just let me do my thing. And then, and then he'll say, "That was great. Can I just can I just tell you one thing?" I'm like what? <laughs> And then he tells me and I go, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. Okay, yeah, let me, let me do it again. Let's do it again. Uh -huh. So I act, so I, you know, I think I don't want his input sometimes, but then I really do. Um, but like- A very similar that, relationship with Dorota, whereas I, I always like will put up that wall initially of like, I know how this is supposed to be. It's perfect. Uh, yep. <laughs> you know, I get like real defensive. Yep. But yeah, most, most of the time, um, wrote it would argue all all the time right 100 percent of the time yeah it's it's good advice and it always makes it better yeah it always does make it better it always yeah. does this one this was like supposed to be this is a show that's based on a real thing that really happened and so like i did a little research on this character and i found some footage of her and um 
I was like, oh, but no, but this is how she talks. She talks like this. This is how she is, you know, but still his ideas were still very helpful. But like with things that he writes that we've worked on together, um, there's usually like a director involved that oh, okay. yeah. like we don't direct it. So that helps a lot. Having somebody else around. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Yeah. So how did you, um, cause you've done a, a, a bunch of, TV work. How did you, is it just because when you were in New York, then you're kind of closer to some of that action? And Yeah, I think so. I mean, actually my very first TV, like legit real TV credit, I shot in South Carolina just a couple months before I moved to New York. Um, oh, wow. There used to be this show on Lifetime called Army Wives and okay. they shot yep, it I've in Charleston. It. Yeah, it was, ta- it was about Army families. And yeah. um, I... Uh, Who'd you I'm, play? I just, it was just a one-off. It was just, I played a neurologist who diagnosed one of the main characters with a brain aneurysm. Wow. And no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't a brain aneurysm, a TBI, traumatic brain injury, okay. <laughs> traumatic That's brain fine. injury from an RPG in Iraq. The force uh-huh. of that explosion went through the Humvee and through you. That's what I did in my, <laughs> it literally rattled you your brain. You still remember the lines. Oh yeah. It's on my reel. Holy <laughs> shit. All um, right. I should take it off my reel because it's old, but it's still good because it's opposite Sterling Brown, who's really like famous yeah. now from This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I booked that and shot it in Charleston just a few months beforehand. In fact, when we first moved here, we didn't have a television, and it literally that episode of Army Wives was airing like the night we moved to New York or the night after we moved to New York. So wow. and we knew nobody. So we knocked of oh, Dean, my husband knocked on our neighbor's door upstairs and said, hi, we're your new neighbors. Do you have cable? <laughs> Can we come over and watch my wife on your TV tonight? Like, yeah. So that's, that's a way to meet the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, all right, we got famous neighbors. All oh, right. no. But you know, after that, um, you know, I just, moved to new york and i did i've done some theater and stuff but um you know things little things here and there and and it's decent some decent things here and there but yeah i just find that like being a parent that the commitment um i get more bang for my buck in tv and film than mm-hmm. i do with theater because theater is like such an investment of um evenings and and all day rehearsals and just so much time you know yeah. and then if then you have a run of a show and that's like eight shows a week and that's a lot being yeah. away from a kid so yeah of course that's got to be difficult it's got to be a challenge yeah. hello listener john lyons here one of the filmmakers behind the new fracking horror film unearth unearth follows two neighboring farm families whose relationships are strained when one of them chooses to lease their land to a natural gas company In the midst of the growing tension, the land is drilled and something long dormant and terrifying deep beneath the Earth's surface is released. The film stars the legendary Adrienne Barbeau and Buffy alum Mark Lucas. I don't think you guys are seeing the full picture. Catherine, look around you. You got a highway at the back of your field now. And where's your dairy business? Huh? In my farm? The world is leaving us behind. But if you make a tree good, its fruit will be good. You make a tree bad, its fruit's gonna be bad. We don't need fucking fruit. We need a miracle. Yeah. George. Hey, Catherine. You make the decisions that's best for your family. I'll make the decisions that's best for mine. Unearth takes a dramatic, slow-burn approach to the real-world horrors facing many of us today in the tall shadows of big industry. Starting July 6th, Unearth is available to buy or rent on all the major VOD platforms, including Amazon Video, Apple Movies, YouTube and Google Play, Vudu, Xbox, and Fandango Now. For more information about Unearth, go to unearthmovie.com, where you can also find the soundtrack, poster, shirts, and pre-order the Extras Pack Blu-ray later this summer. Thanks for supporting Indie Film, and now, back to the show. I think I remember you saying when, like, um, <clears throat> when you traveled for Unearth, that um, you know you hadn't been away from home too much recently, right? If I if I remember, like, that is correct. Yeah. yeah. And then you came out in the woods. 
Yeah, it was woods awesome. in the fields. <laughs> yeah. Well, once I got there, yeah, like I think that you guys shot for three weeks. Three, yeah, weeks? eighteen days. Yeah, three weeks. And, that was it. And I was there just for two. Because wish wish we could have had you there the whole time. I know. I wish I wish that I could have. Now, you know, especially once I got there and saw and and felt it all and, and was part of it, you know, then it was like, oh, I really want to get back to my family, but I also don't want to leave this experience. You know, it really was such a such a cool experience because, you know, even the TV and film that I've done has only been, you know, a day or two here or there, you know, and, and even if it was out of town, it was just out of town for like a couple of days at a time. Mm-hmm. And to be gone for that long was new to me. I had never done that before. Yeah. And so I really, really appreciated that opportunity to understand what that is like and to understand like as a, as an actor, how to manage my time, how to take care of myself, how to, or uh, get, get my work done, how to, how to get my lines down, how to be in that environment consistently, um, how to stay professional and how to still make friends. Um, yeah. All yeah, of I have that. To so imagine it's hard. It's yeah, difficult probably to make connections and stuff on TV, right? When you're just kind of like coming in, yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It, yeah. It was a lot different. Like there've been two series that I've done several episodes of. I was on a show called The Path on mm. Hulu. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Dorinda um, I mean, and I you know, watched the path. Yep. Blink and you miss me, but I've not six episodes. Um, yeah, you're then, there. I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your lunch. <laughs> right this way. But still, but even even if you don't have a lot to say, you're still there. Yeah, you're recurring. You know, you're recurring, you're recurring and you're still on set and you still form relationships. And the same with For Life, this show on ABC. I was in the first season of that for like five episodes. And you get to go back and get to, and people remember you and you have, and you know where stuff is and, and just, it just adds to your confidence and your, <clears throat> excuse me, your, your comfort level mm-hmm. on set. And it's just, it's a really nice, it's a really nice feeling. And, and it doesn't matter if, if you're not the, the main character and it doesn't matter if, you know, if the story isn't all about you, it's just, it really does make a difference when you're, when you can be on a set, Mm-hmm. more than just a day or two at a time. And so being on on earth really was really was um just one of the most profound learning experiences that I've had as an actor in the best possible way. Hopefully more more coming too. Um no. would you Yeah, would you say um you know, does location matter as much now for actors because I know uh you all mostly are like recording on tapes right and then sending them or uploading them or however i guess how how do you do that and does it matter so much now where you live because i know traditionally it was like you know wait in line for the casting calls and get called into the room and kind of Mm -hmm. that thing how much of it is that now and how yeah that's that's another good question um so the pandemic has really changed has affected that a lot um prior to the pandemic in New York, I would go in person because I have, I have an agent who gets me these things. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, there's, you know, like wait in line for auditions for TV shows or anything. But um, prior to the pandemic, I would go to casting offices in New York for an uh, audition appointment. And I would go into a room and tape it with the casting director there and a reader reading the other role. And in that room, you get the feedback from the casting director and they would say, great, let's do it again, but this time try this. You know, mm-hmm. so you, you're not in a vacuum. Um, now I have a, because I'm from the South, I have an agent in North Carolina who submits me for a lot of projects in the Southeast. And, you know, now Atlanta is really, really big. Yeah, a lot of stuff yeah. shoots there. So I go on tape. I put myself on tape here in New York a lot for mm-hmm. things there. However, no one is telling me anything Nobody is saying, right. that was great. Try it this way. Or we, what we're really looking for is somebody, you know, a little bit more snark or a little bit more this. I don't have that. So it makes it hard. So now that the pandemic has happened, everything is on tape. Like mm-hmm. even if, even if the, the casting office is down the block from me in New York, I'm still going on tape and I'm still in this vacuum. And 
Um, I mean, I've had a couple auditions that are that were live, online okay. live, like Zoom which is or just, something. You mean? Yeah. Like just mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Doing an audition. Wow. Huh. Yeah. They <laughs> use a program called EcoCast, but it's okay. it's exactly like this. But they but can give like you it, feedback. Mm-hmm. But they huh. need. But I don't know where to look. Yeah, are you know? people staring at you? Like, do you see faces like uh-huh. looking back? Oh man, I had a um, I had I a producer session for Blue Bloods a couple weeks ago, which is you know good mm-hmm. on me getting. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm the only actor in New York who hasn't booked Blue Bloods yet. But anyway, but it was a Zoom producer session. So there's me in a, in a square. There's a reader. There's a director. There's the casting director. There's the writer. There's the producer. Wow. I want to say there are like eight squares. Wow. Jeez. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know where to look. Yeah. Um, I didn't book that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the other thing is I'll say one more thing and then I'll stop talking about it. That um, now, though, because of COVID, they really want people if something shoots in atlanta they want you to be in the area they don't uh, want you to uh. fly in because um the they still are doing the the quarantine and stuff and it just throws a hiccup into things it's, it's some some people you, you can for some things but like mm-hmm. like series regular roles probably they'll you go and they'll you quarantine for a while and then you start your job but yeah. you know if you're just going in for like a guest star or something they want people who are there so that mm-hmm. to answer your question matters sometimes and doesn't matter other times right gotcha yeah interesting yeah and i wonder you know going forward if if some of this stuff will stick if looking at the the eight faces on essentially a zoom is going to become more and more prevalent that's interesting i don't know if they do i hope somebody develops like a program where like they'll put a dot on the screen and you, they say, look here, yeah. <laughs> because I don't, yeah, I don't like which, and because and you don't know what the squares are doing on other people's right. screens, right? So like if I'm looking at, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. You, you all already have a lot. I mean, my, I don't know how you, I don't know how you do it. Actors, um, you know, you have to put yourselves out there. And you have to be like, <clears throat> you know, you really have to have a lot of trust in, you know, your director and your audience, whoever, whoever on top of everything else. So when you have, you know, the complications of technology, adding another layer on top of all of that, that's, that's very difficult. I can't even. But what imagine. you do is super difficult. Like, I'm, I don't know how, how people write things. <laughs> and then make them. <laughs> I really don't, you know. Especially now, trying to figure like, it out. I'm working. I'm working on it. <laughs> I mean, it, just how do you know how to do it? And and then like, how do you give it to other people to help make it? Like, like how do you know? All right, so you wrote on Earth, right? And and I know that you you told me that the the witch was. Isn't that what it was? The witch? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That was like, Robert you know, Eggers, vibe. the witch. Yeah, 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 we like that vibe. Yeah, we yeah, like, that like that tone. Vibe. Yeah, yeah. So so, you, so you've got that in, your, in the back of your mind. But, like, how do you hire people? And not only actors, but I mean, like, filmmakers. Yeah. DPs and all that stuff. How did they know how to make it look like it looks in your head? And that's what I don't get. Right. Yeah, we, I mean, that's- you know we spent varying degrees of time with certain, yeah, like key, key roles. I mean, it was a combination of, you know, there were people that I wanted to work with that I knew that I was excited to like work with on a, you know, like a paid gig, a paying gig, mm-hmm. um, instead of just doing something with friends. Um, and then, yeah, it was really like kind of like an interviewing auditioning process in a way too, for like, you know, the DP, um, for like Una's role, um, and, and some other roles. Um, yeah, it was really just trying to find, you know, the right, somebody that kind of got, got the right vibe and that obviously we love their work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was kind of a combination of a bunch of things. The interesting thing, though, yeah, for sure, like the big kind of thrill that, you know, I tried to contain myself on is once you get to set, yeah, and then you see like, you know, this little mini army of people on the crew that are like, yeah, you know, doing doing things that like you don't have to like direct, you know, like everybody mm-hmm. knows what they're doing and they're they're mm-hmm. running around and just kind of moving as an organism. But then really like seeing these characters like that now have like you know breathing human beings that are on on the set um, and bringing them to life is like oh, it's such a such a great that was a great feeling like seeing you all there like when you showed up and stuff and it's like oh my god it's aubrey oh my god this is so exciting <laughs> it's thr- yeah. it's thrilling it's oh, really it's such thrilling. a thrill it's such a thrill but i just i feel like what what we do is easy you know oh. we we say the stuff that somebody gives us to say and that's what we do you know and you guys have all these moving parts well, sure, but you gotta you gotta breathe life into them. That's that's tough. How is it for you, like, um, you know, when you show up and like, who are you excited to meet when you show up? Is it like who you're gonna play against? Like, who's gonna be, you know, your spouse or your kid or you know, are you just kind of when you get there? What are your mm-hmm. goals like right off to kind of orient yourself to, or do you just kind of? sit back and watch and see how you know kind of check out the power dynamics and be like okay i know i kind of have to deal with this person in that way and i gotta make sure and i gotta meet her and you you know know what (laughs) it's just i mean yeah it so that's that's the other drawback to only being on on a set for like a day or two at a time you don't have that time to kind of like figure it out so much so i mean yeah the person that you have that I have a scene with is it's important to kind of like try to read them as, as fast as you can. And the, and the director too, you know, uh-huh. like I think the director more so even. Okay. Um, yeah. How can I work with this person? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like how, how, yeah. Are how, gonna are gonna, how are we going to work it out? How are they, what are they, what's their language? You know, mm-hmm. like, how are we going to, how are we going to, am I going to be able to give them what they want? Do I understand the way they work? Mm-hmm. You know, and so far a couple of times now I've been able to work, with the same director more than once, like oh, cool. on different shows, which has yeah. been really cool. Um, so that's been awesome because that's sort of like, oh, okay, well, he didn't have to cast me this time. So I I must be doing okay for them yeah. to invite me back to do this other project. So so definitely like connecting with the director because who knows, you might get hired for another project. Um, that's right. But also, you know, who you're doing the scene with. And, and really like the PAs, the people who are showing, you know, you're gonna see you a lot yeah you're gonna see you a lot you know (laughs) pas who are like they work harder than anybody and um you know it's just nice to be you know bottom line just be nice to everybody yeah be genuinely grateful to be there and be genuinely kind and be genuinely interested in what people's jobs are because that's what makes it feel fun that's what makes it feel like summer camp Remind me, did you, I can't remember, did you shoot your first day when you got there or did you have a day where you were, weren't you, you got there like a, you weren't shooting your first day that you arrived, right? I feel like. I think came, I was. I feel like. I think you we had, did the, we shot in the vegetable stand. Okay. Yeah. It, it was kind of a cut. light, it was a light, lighter day for yeah. you. Yeah. I guess. What it I did, did get cut. <laughs> that scene did get cut. Okay. Yeah. it will be on the blu-ray release of the the movie for sure so people get to get the blu-ray player (laughs) (laughs) you don't have we'll have to get you one we'll have to get you a blu-ray player yeah we don't even have a dvd player (laughs) (laughs) it's funny like but with the SAG Awards, they send all. The, I mean, they give you digital screeners, you know, codes and stuff, but they send like DVDs out. I'm like, I like to play this. <laughs> do you send them back? What do you do? You use them exposers? Recycle them. Uh-huh. Yeah, SAG. SAG. This was the first. Um, I mean, we worked. So we did like a proof of concept, like a five six minute proof of concept for I saw on it. Earth. Uh-huh. And that was the first time that I worked with. Um, the Screen Actors Guild or yeah. SAG, 
Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, quite a quite a learning experience. There was a lot uh, a lot involved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. and and I would say that there are some there are some actors yeah who um are willing to go with the flow mm-hmm. a bit more. Yeah. And there are some actors who have stick, that stick rule to the book. book memorized yeah yeah and you know In, indeed yeah i mean i i'm in a union for my day job and my dad was like the president of his union at national fuel gas so i get mm-hmm. you know that unions are very important and obviously yeah. sag very important but yeah there's um you know some some people are sticklers and some people are a little more loose yeah. yeah, we're it's interesting. Like li- like I was kind of talking with you about like learning everybody's personalities right when you first show up on set. It's also like you know, for us it was learning the 70 personalities too and and how yeah. every how everybody was going to work and work with us and um Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a fun um quite a fun challenge for sure. Yeah. What directors um and this is not a setup to for a compliment. So please do, do not do not compliment. No, but like, what directors do you um, find that you work well with um, with their approach? Do you like a director to be uh, more hands on and very involved in giving you feedback and notes, or is it more like? I don't know. Do you like to be directed? Do you like to be a collaborator? Yeah. Um, what What do you What do you enjoy in a director? So, so I like to, I like for somebody just to tell me what they want. I don't necessarily need a line reading, but I like for directors to be able to tell me, like, think about this and how, and to the point where I go, got it, and then I can do that thing. Yeah. You know. Um, uh. So somebody, somebody who has a clear vision, and it's, it was interesting because you know when you recur on a series, there's a different director for every episode sometimes, right. and and there's a vast difference, you know. Um, yeah, I've had on, on you know like on for life, there are people who could do that, who who could come and say, think about this, and then bam, it was super clear and was able to do that thing, and then there are other directors who just they don't give you anything mm-hmm. and you don't know if it if you're doing what they want or not so you feel a bit blind yeah john david coles john david coles john david coles is john is david the coles director that worked with you has, a couple times i've worked with john david coles a couple of times and um he has a really great gift of just talking to actors and 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 actually i think that he he tells and I rightfully so tells different actors, different things. I mean, I think all directors do that, but um, like on the center, he would tell me something, you know, and, and I would go, okay, okay. And then he'd go and he'd whisper to the other <laughs> actress and go, okay. And and I was thinking, Oh, what's he telling me? You know? <laughs> it's like, and then, because, and then you realize like, Oh, like the vibe between the actors is like completely different. Now that he, he whispered to us independently. Uh-huh. And, um, but he's he did a great job um, with giving me direction, and I really liked the way that he worked a lot. And it was great because he, I got to work with him again on FBI Most Wanted. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but I think that definitely, I would rather hear what somebody wants than not hear anything at all. Okay. Than to yeah. kind of be in a vacuum, and gotcha. also like, I'm I'm happy to provide some of my ideas but i didn't write it you know (laughs) i don't i don't uh, my ideas are not so precious as far as i'm concerned you have like such a good sense of humor and and you're witty and your banter so i'm i'm am a little surprised that you don't also write i thought maybe you would reveal that yeah you you were working on some 
You are, aren't you? You got something. Now, honestly, okay, so uh-huh. listen. So listen, I have, see these notebooks back here? Do you see, yeah. these? Do you see these notebooks? I see them. Many of them. <laughs> they're pretty because they're all different colors. <laughs> and inside each one of them, there's like random sections of like four and five and six pages of like really funny ideas that I have because like for a while I wanted to make this web series. This I've been talking about this web series, I kid you not since my kid was born. So like okay. eight years, I've been talking about this web series and I have not written one word of it. I have, I've written ideas in these notebooks, but I've not written one word. I have put, recently I put final draft on my computer and, right. and I take it back. I wrote a page. I've never written anything before in my life. So I, I don't know, I don't know how to do it. Like I don't know how to format. I, you I've mean, like, read a bajillion scripts, yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So <laughs> I'm just afraid of failure. And I'm afraid of writing something and having <laughs> and having it suck. And and it's not even that I'm afraid of writing something and having it suck. I'm afraid of writing something. And then, then what I do with it? I don't know how to make it. I don't know. I've never made anything. I, I don't know who, I don't know who I need. I don't know who to hire. I don't know, like, do, can I use my, can I shoot with my phone? Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how this works. How much does this cost? Can I do it for free? I mean, like, and then what do I do with it? So just write it. Just okay. Well, all right. So you've got a bunch of you know multicolored little notebooks back there with ideas. I'm sure you've got some serious gold nuggets of ideas. Yeah, I think um, they just, might be like just three write, minutes Monica. long. Okay. So you can do some sh- some shorts. People people do short short form. You know. Okay. <laughs> if only I knew some writers. Who when you get me. some stuff I'm written, to one. yeah, I was gonna true. say you've you've got you've got people really close to you, and then mm-hmm. you know if you need somebody to to read, um, I'd be happy to check out whenever you feel like sharing. Something. Thank you. Did you hear that, everybody? Did you hear that? <laughs> Thank you, John. No, because I bet I I bet you've got some really good ideas. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I mean I probably do. I just don't know what to do with them. Just like get I them think- down. That's the start. Like there's, you know, there's a bunch of people who don't even have ideas and they sit down and write just a bunch of garbage, right? Like you have ideas. <laughs> so you just need to get past the point of, oh, this has to be perfect. Look, I wrote like so many drafts of Unearth, and then we also brought in a co-writer also to work on Unearth. So it was like a process of three or four years of just really? writing and writing and yeah like i outlined oh. and then i wrote and then i sent it to some competitions and i got like yeah like competitions where you pay like a hundred dollars for seven or eight yeah. pages of notes which like kicked my ass and like made mm-hmm. me feel terrible but they were so helpful you know like mm-hmm. and then you just like keep going and going and going and i mean yeah it doesn't need to take you three or four years to write to write it but, but i feel like then i would get tired of it i feel like i'd be tired yeah. of my own work tired of looking at it it's like like when i get new headshots and i have to go through and pick out the ones that i'm gonna like use or yeah. get touched up or whatever after a while i'm sick of looking at my face you know i don't <laughs> i don't even care anymore it's, it's print that one i don't care i don't care you know and that's why i feel like that's why i worry i'll be about my work understood we'll jump ahead to um <laughs> Memories of Unearth. What do you what do you remember from uh, production from set? The good, the good, the bad, the ugly. What do you, critter, what do you remember? Critter, <laughs> critter, critter, and critter, critter driving the golf carts around and and it, uh, and rain and um, and being so so cold, <laughs> so very cold. Which and days then, were the coldest that you remember? Do you remember the scenes? They were shooting the out in the woods stuff, but I was still on set just waiting for somebody to take me back to the hotel. Oh, okay. So you were stranded. You were stranded at the farm. I was just stranded and freezing. Um, But it was fun. I mean, I'm so grateful to have been there. I mean, I wasn't, you know, bitter. Um, Also, oh, uh, my my wound, my my hand wound. That was gross. Um, I also enjoyed um, just... I, I just enjoyed meeting people so much. PJ was fantastic. Like 
PJ's one of those actors where you know you've seen him in a hundred things, but you didn't know what his name was. Or maybe he just has that face. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit of both. And I remember thinking, I'm playing his wife? Like, <laughs> he's like a real actor. I'm playing his wife. He was saying the same thing about you. That is bull. <laughs> Come on. Anyway. Um, and then Adrian Barbeau. Oh, my God. I had dinner with Adrian Barbeau. Like, the night before, was it the first night I was there? No, I had a night at the hotel before okay. I shot. I yeah, yeah. Anyway, I thought you were out like a, a little early. Yeah. And um, Jerry was, um, she was just so smitten with Adrian. And, and I got Adrian's phone number from her. And I texted Adrian. And I'm like, hey, I'm staying in the hotel if you'd like to have dinner. You know, Miss Adrian Barbara. <laughs> and she got back. She's like, sure, I'll meet you in a restaurant. I'm like, I'm having dinner with Adrian Barbara. Uh, that's awesome. And to this day, I think she might be like the most famous person in my phone. <laughs> All right. I do have Mike Coulter. He's in my phone. But, okay. That's cool. So that's it. But I don't know anybody else famous. <laughs> oh, okay. Mark Lucas. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but no, those are great. And then just also just um, just really feeling like part of something special, feeling, um, you know, the, feeling like part of something that we were all invested in. And I think that everybody gave a little bit more than they needed to. And I mean, like Mark gave so a much lot. more yeah. than he needed to. Um, Many hats. But, yeah. But I mean, that was just like the spirit of it all, right? Like everybody mm. was just on board to make this make this happen and, and make it look gar- great and um, do do you proud, right? Like do, um, do, do the film proud and so that was that was the most meaningful part of it all well i'm excited people can finally see it me too uh, which is great i'm really proud of it been a long road thank you so much and thank you for making it um so much better too and uh i look thanks for the opportunity of course and i look forward to like reading your work and i look forward to us working together in in future too i would love it I would love it. I look forward to you guys coming and cat sitting for us again. (laughs) Anytime. Anytime. All right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Uh, Do you have, oh, do you have anything like coming up that you want to share for the, for the people listening? Like anything in the summer or the fall that off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head. I just recorded this um, episode of the truth podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, I I had it. Apparently it's yellow. Little, a little voice work. Right. Um, but I'll post that on my on my website when it's time. That's www.monicawhite.com. Good <laughs> job. Cinema Activist is produced by Lions Den Productions, hosted by John C. Lyons, music by Tony Gray. Support the efforts of Lions Den Productions by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash lionsdenproductions. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon.